0: and welcome to episode 21 of utopia to me with me your host chris Locke. uh uh, guys good morning i'm gonna say good morning because it's morning to me and i'm in a house coat and i want you guys to feel weird if you're listening to this at night how does it feel to be listening to a man in a house coat right now that's right pure house coat pajama pants slippers no matter what time of the day it is, if it's the morning, then you match up, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, me too. But if it's late in the night, you would be like, man, I just got back from partying. I thought I'd throw on a podcast before passing out, and now I'm talking to this guy in a housecoat. Listen to this guy in a housecoat. Things are weird, man. The world is weird. Listen to this. The world gets even weirder um, when we talk to your guests uh, and find out about his utopian world. And I'm really excited about this guest. Um, Today and for this episode Because he's a Canadian institution In comedy He's so funny He's uh, been writing for decades And acting in sketch Doing puppetry It's Dan Redekin right, guys Dan Redekin from The Frantics From Puppets Who Kill Writing for Kids in the Hall And now writing for the new City TV show Sunnyside um, Which is getting rave reviews And I've seen it And it's super funny So Without further ado, no matter where you are, whether you're driving in your car, flying in a plane, using your elliptical machine, doing whatever, um, just stop what you're doing, put on your pajama pants, put on your house coat, and uh, listen to episode 21 of Utopia to Me, and you're going to dig it, you're going to really enjoy it. Dig in, I mean, I didn't mean dig it like, hey, dig it, man, groovy, but whatever, man. Sometimes the 60s is cool again. But dig it. <laughs> dig this episode, episode 21, with Dan Redican. It's about to start now. It's super fun. Uh, we had a great time, and here it is. Enjoy. This is a microphone in my face. I love it. Um, <laughs> you're like, yeah. Yep, okay, so. now I'm here. Well, I never know how to start the thing anyways. Well, you're doing, you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. This is, um, I would like... Uh, Actually, to have a TV show one day where it does start with me going like, "I don't know how to do this," and then hem and haw for a bit, and that's kind of the vibe. It sets I, up a nice vibe, right? I think that's doable. <laughs> that's I, too, Yeah, that's totally doable.
1: Yeah, I, 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 like to me, that's not an incredible uh, want. That's I think I think that that uh, that can be that can uh,
0: you know not on a network
1: or something that's viewed by anybody. But I think you could do it. <laughs>
0: You don't think that people at home want to see a guy that uh, behaves exactly how they probably would if they had a TV show? Uh, like, well, hey, uh, Why do you do this. <laughs> uh, I can't speak for everyone, but uh, no, not at all. No <laughs> no one wants that. I can't speak for everyone, but... Uh, uh, but I will. Everyone would say no. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, people, thanks. Uh, check it out. This is Utopia to Me, episode 21, and that's my guest uh, I'm chatting with already, Dan Redican. Dan, thanks so much for uh, coming on. I'm happy to be here. And doing the podcast. It's uh, very professional, as you can tell. we a new couch from Ikea. Very nice. Very nice. Firm. Yeah, firm doesn't couch. Doesn't have
1: that uh, Ikea sinking down until your uh, bum hits the wood underneath. Not yeah.
0: yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. No, I told Kathleen, we need an interview couch okay. for the living room. <laughs> yeah. So this is very professional. We're on the nice new Ikea couch. The cat might come in and bother us, but... Uh, I'm really excited to have you on the show because another thing I wanted to say, we've already been chatting in the kitchen a little bit uh, about some things, but when I was in, when I was like seven or eight, my parents had me in Cub Scouts, okay? I don't know why, but I uh, met some friends, so sure, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But my favorite part of doing Cub Scouts was showing up and talking with a bunch of my friends about the latest uh, Four on the Floor episode. Ah, yeah, like like we were like Mr. Canoehead, basically. I often talked to s- Cub Scouts about that. Uh, yeah, too. you're like, what do you guys think <laughs> about? It was actually uh, in my younger days
1: a, a a good way to pick up a Cub Scout was. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys had weird focus groups back then. <laughs> yeah, we're
1: we're big with Cub Scouts. Yeah, yeah, brownies were scared shitless of us. They would not.
0: Yeah, brownies hated us. Well, you never had like a. Token Brownie on the. Uh, oh my god, that sounds even worse than I, <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. Yeah, yeah. Let's
1: <laughs> but yeah, not
0: pursue that. Yeah, you never had female Brownie. Okay, anyways. <laughs> 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 but the. Yeah, that was some of the first comedy I ever remember, and it was the best. And oh, um, thank you. Yeah, Mr. That's because you were young. Don't go back
1: and look at it again, because it's. You know. We
0: did. Oh. Kathleen and I both did. And we were laughing wholeheartedly at. The biker gang that rides lawnmowers. Oh, yeah. That was fun. See? That's actually still really funny. Come that, on. Yeah, that one That one made me laugh when we were doing it. Yeah. Those, Did lawn, you...
1: those lawnmowers didn't survive that. Though. The, the, the wheels aren't... There's no axles in a lawnmower, so they just sort of fell apart.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just like... Yeah. Let me ask you this, then, because this is a, a wonder I had when I was watching it. Were the blades going on underneath? There's no way, right? I
1: have... I don't know. You know what? It, I bet you they were because... Uh, <laughs> You've never done like a... Our props uh, were not <laughs> the best. <laughs> I, I, there was one thing where we're walking down the street in a conga line as, yeah. as a bunch of... We're sort of drunk staring down the street and we for, end up forming a conga line and, and dancing. That was the <laughs> gag. Yeah. And I had a bottle and I, I put it to my lips uh, there was uh, urine in the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the props guy just looked embarrassed. Oh, sorry. He clearly had used it as a piss bottle at some point and, and, thought, and forgot to rinse it out before yeah. giving it
0: to us. So for sure they were like, let's put these uh, young Canadian comics on real lawnmowers with whirling blades underneath their butts. You know what the most dangerous thing in that show was? Was
1: the opening shot where I'm coming out of a manhole and Did the, the car really almost hit you in the head? The car drives right up behind me, and the director wanted to get exactly the shot he wanted. So they was wait, they, they they didn't hit the brakes until he he yelled uh, cut. I didn't know how dangerous dangerous it was, but all the crew yeah. just flanched. They were they, that's the this most dangerous thing we've ever seen because you could have created the exact yeah. same shot by backing the car the car away from me and then reversing
0: the foot right which is what so, they do in yeah, movies for you, decades yeah, exactly what you ought to do <laughs> so yeah cbc is non union right <laughs>
1: uh no, and yeah that was that was one of the early uh, um independent productions it
0: was not done at cbc oh really yeah. they
1: bought it after uh well it was done for cbc yeah. but they did the, the whole crew was put together outside of it
0: and it played on ch- channel 4 in uh the uk too right that's right yeah we were in the uh there and we were at on
1: showtime in the u.s i just ta- talked to him the other day who saw us on on showtime wow and what happened that year the year we came out in the u.s was uh the year that gary shandling created a the the uh, it's gary shandling yeah. show, and it was a breakout hit it was the first hit for showtime yeah so they they chose them
0: no oh, right <laughs> yeah well, that's cool. Yeah, that's, uh, it must feel good to be, but you guys had to actually like, and you had a fan base in the UK too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah for those of you, uh, he does, yeah, in the intro, Dan gets out of a manhole uh, from the street and then miraculously climbs into the passenger seat of the car as it passes over him. Yes. So that's what we were referencing. Yes. And but it they almost film- killed me. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was all green screen yeah you 'd think so huh? That would be the sensible way to do it i I, I thought all of you guys were just c g <laughs> i
1: there 's one episode if you ever i don 't know if i 'm even seen but there 's one episode that was the pilot of the show. The director had this idea that he would have us completely perform almost everything in front of green screen uh with like uh, uh, geometric shapes behind us with monochromatic video of of, uh, of something that that suggested the the location so I
0: think I do remember that yeah like in the fuzzy area of my mind yeah it, it so it's it's was kind of
1: awful yeah <laughs> it's kind of you know like when you take something and you want people to buy that it's a scene then if the if you're not saying this is literally happening in a place it's very hard to care about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that it was was a yeah. You have to love the men.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like when you see a video of a play on stage. It's very hard to 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 think it's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Another connection I have with you guys as the Frantics is, um, my good friend Brian Barlow and I were the Gerg in the early yeah, yeah. aughts, and we were in the Cream of Comedy 2003, and you hosted. That's right. That's a- right. And then. Uh, The Frantics did a guest spot on that show, too. But I remember your intro for us. uh, Your next act, uh, their name sounds like a reaction you get after eating a samosa or something. The Gerg? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I was honored. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) You you looked afraid, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I I didn't.
1: Yeah, for some reason, I found that I I, I had not... Maybe I hadn't been performing in a little while. I was just... I felt rusty, and I felt... I felt, ugh. So, right. It was, it, and I'm also, when I perform, I'm often like I'll take on a character. So it's, it felt a little weird trying to get up and be myself.
0: Oh, like so, you felt yeah. a little stilted trying yeah, to be like yeah. this? Yeah, yeah.
1: I was trying to, trying to be a host. Sketchy kind of host yeah. guy. And yeah, like and uh, like someone who's done a lot of stand-up is a good host because it's them talking to the audience. And they get the, there's an honesty to that. Yeah. That's harder for someone who's not.
0: Yeah, that's around the puppets who kill time, though I think, right? Yeah, and yeah. so that time you're on that show and you're writing a ton. Yeah, because you, you've written for a million shows, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, okay. Before we get into the Utopia, one more fan thing is uh, this show. This the movie's come up on the sh- podcast a few times, but you were actually. In the wrong guy. And you're yes. responsible for some of my favorite parts. Oh, good. I'm glad. I mean, I love every freaking beat of that movie. I think it's... Yeah. I've said it before, but it's the most underrated comedy, not just in Canada, but anywhere. It's so funny. One of my favorite parts, though, is um, when you're on the phone with Fiore And he's like, well whoever who it is and you're like not hibbert (laughs) do you remember that yep yep you don't want him you want him (laughs) to admit it couldn't have been hibbert (laughs) because no one thinks that he would people still think he's in the office even though he's on this adventure
1: because he's such a dull unimpressive man yeah
0: yeah yeah that part and uh i really love it uh and i actually got to say this to mike wilmot a while ago too is the part when he looks at him and he's like, what game? There was no game last night. Yeah, Do you yeah. remember that? He's like, hey, guys, good game last night, eh? What game? Uh, anyways. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, the, my favorite parts of that
1: movie are, the, are uh, they fully taking a drink of water. Yeah. Uh, oh. I thought it was like putting his head under that. The water machine? I just thought. He, <laughs> he, I'm amazed he didn't kill himself. And he did kill himself in one i think it's something where he dives over a hedge or something yeah and he did he did injure himself during that
0: yeah yeah the pressure of the water coming out of that machine it looked it looked so it was hilarious but it looked so scary and boyd banks is the gas station guy yeah 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 Yeah, he's like pretty sure that guy's not an idiot (laughs) yeah when he's (laughs) like yeah wow everyone's in that movie yeah yeah but you get to be a bad guy was that was that fun yeah, it was a great. funny bad guy.
1: Yeah, I got to, well. I, mean, I I was I was a I was pretty much a straight man, so that was good. I mm-hmm. like I like doing straight man, and
0: uh yeah, I don't know. Not Hibbert. is pretty. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't have been Hibbert. Yeah, no, I don't know. That was pretty funny to me. No, it's it's uh, I'll have to look at it myself. I haven't seen
1: it in a while.
0: You'll have to sign my DVD copy. You want to watch it after? We'll uh, just watch sure. it.
1: Are they uh, uh, You want to watch it now? I think it's a, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the best thing Dave Hagan's ever has ever done. Yeah. Uh, and he's been funny in a lot of other stuff too, but He's
0: he, very nice. funny as the cop. That's always stuck in my head about how much he doesn't want to investigate the crime and yeah, how yeah. much he's just impressed by the uh the criminal's prowess. <laughs> yeah. Wow, he climbed right through a vent there. <laughs> yeah, he goes, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was disappointed to not see him in... Anyways, so yeah, the guest today is in some of my favorite uh, monumental moments in comedy growing up. The frantics and the wrong guy, and then many more, of course. And now, oh, I should even say this, um, you're, you're the... Uh, Co-creator of Sunnyside, yes. which is out on uh, City TV right now. Out on City TV right now, and it's getting amazing reviews. And my wife Kathleen is on it, and yep. she's getting good reviews, and we're happy about that. Yeah, and uh, I've watched the show, and it's it. I like it, and it feels almost frantic franticy, not as like um, goofy or silly, but it's like still surreal sketches that it's it's got it's got the jokiness, I think, of of the frantics.
1: Yeah. And sort of the character type of stuff from the the kids in the
0: hall. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's a good meld. Yeah, the homeless man chasing the hat is sort of frantic, right? Yeah, yeah. The, well yeah. Yeah, just a sort of throwback scenes.
1: Well throwbacks in that the scenes are looking for punchlines, uh, as opposed to just just sort of existing
0: but, right. Um, you don't want it to just be dry, character-driven stuff. Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: So, and it's, uh, but it's you know, I, but it, there is a lot of good a stuff thing. like that too. There yeah. is a,
0: it's a lot of character-driven moments. Oh, absolutely. Well, Meet slapstick in yeah. a surreal world. Well, that's the great thing about doing
1: sketch is you get a whole whack of writers together and just a whole series of different takes on things. So you, you know, it comes everything comes from a different direction. Which yeah.
0: Is yeah, it's good, and then you have to listen to everybody and. Yeah, not hurt anyone's feelings. I guess that's if it's a gaggle of people. Yeah, yeah. All so, being like, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so far,
1: well, no, no one's told me their feelings were hurt. I'll probably find out later. But no,
0: no, <laughs> I, I've never heard anything. I've just heard great things. And you guys should stop listening to this podcast now and go check it out it's on city com. right that's right
1: that's right they're all f- the fresh one there's two out there as of today and more coming yeah
0: and we're excited for that and actually don't stop listening to this now because now <laughs> we're gonna build dan's utopian world He okay. agreed to do it okay He needs excited right i i well i'm i'm i, I am <laughs> i'm telling you you're excited this,
1: this is i, I look at you you're the one who can see whether my eyes are dilating or not <laughs>
0: yeah i'm I I, i'll take your word i for. can't tell if they're dilating they're moving back and forth a lot okay (laughs) yeah uh left or right yeah that's that's a stroke well it's a lot we just hang out it's a goofball fest i just want to know you you told me you haven't really thought about it necessarily yeah um but you uh yeah well let's start with like um environment Like, what would you be... Because right now we're in the middle of cold Toronto January. Right, right. What kind of environment would be your perfect environment for your utopian world to live in? Oh, well, you know what? It might be a little like
1: the... I think it's changed. But on on the the Wii Fit, there was like an island. (laughs) A Wii Fit island? A Wii Fit island. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, So So a computer-generated island. Well not the computer generated aspect. I don't mind things being real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the the general the general feel of that. I I don't, yeah. I I I like Is it like a tropical island? Yeah, it's like a tropical island. I I, I and I like swimming. I like the I like the water. I like to do stuff That's in nice. the water and I like but I don't mind I don't mind the winter and like I like riding yeah. my bike in the snow and stuff. So you know so that if you had like these different environments.
0: You like riding your bike in the snow? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. extreme. Yeah, it gets I, dangerous. Oh yeah, I think so. How snowy does it have to get for you to not ride your bike in the snow?
1: Uh, Blizzard? Well, the, yeah, no, not really, because if it gets really blizzardy and yeah. you have to get somewhere,
0: yeah,
1: uh, cars are are not the best way. No, uh, and. If you're walking, you're trudging, so if you've got a decent bike, you can ride- I was just riding along a very icy uh, footpath, but i've got I've got studs on my tires, so that wasn't a big deal, yeah, uh, so that's okay, but yeah, so no i, I and there's a but if it was really snowy, my bike probably wouldn't move, but there's a new kind of bike called the fat bike, yeah, in my utopia. I feel like that's I what would, I need. I would have a fat bike,
0: <laughs> but I think it probably means something <laughs> yeah. else
1: no it's got it's got <laughs> tires that are twice as wide yeah. as mountain bike tires. Okay. And you can ride through snow. It'll grab on snow where, where you normally just sink into it. You can ride it along a beach.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. So now you're in this utopian world on a tropical beach on a fat riding bike. the fat bike. Yeah. But then take a break and you do get a winter. You go somewhere for winter to ride around. Well, the snow yeah. I on go the fat to bike the as part of my, my wee island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo is uh, loving this one right now, yeah are yeah. like yeah please well, I do. think I think they've I think
1: we fit came out with and they they I think they left that behind but I didn't really pay any attention to it because I you know I didn't really want to stand and pretend to run in front of a computer that seemed odd. I was
0: just gonna ask you do you did you get really into exercising in front of the computer like yeah you kind of, I,
1: I did for a while I got i I, I, I got into it uh, or in front of the. I guess the TV and uh, I but it was uh, I was okay. It was
0: all right. It my, feels my, weird,
1: right? It wouldn't. I wouldn't have the game in my utopia. <laughs> yeah, you'd just be doing real exercise. Yeah, I'd just be doing stuff around real. I wanted to be on the island itself.
0: Yeah, you're on the island. You can do whatever you want. Probably play volleyball. Probably yeah. do a somersault. You're free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so mostly tropical island. Yeah. But if you want to enjoy the winter, that's available. Maybe not in this tropical sort of island area. Maybe... There's still an area of the world where it has the seasons like we do here. Yeah, but yeah. maybe for the most part you live down there.
1: Yeah. The other thing, the would nice be like like
0: uh, uh, say a, a much smaller planet
1: Earth. Yeah. Where if I wanted to, you know, get away from it, I could just walk like, like maybe, maybe a k from from the from the, the cold wintry part that I, I enjoy right. to the to the more tropical part, which are you know just for a break.
0: Yeah, almost like um. Like a sort of the planet Earth is like a, a sexy hotel with themed uh, suites in it. Yeah, <laughs> like the cool. winter suite, the tropical <laughs> island suite. <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah. So, but will the, the it's still Planet Earth then? But you're, it's smaller. Yeah. And you can walk to different environments. Yeah, it's not quite a little Prince planet, but it's it's it's. <laughs> I feel like that was a
1: meteor. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> that was really. I, I they, there was no gravity there. No, he it, was an idiot. Makes sense it was. It, it was. It, well,
0: he was young. Yeah, the little prince. He was young. He's naive, he was, ignorant. He was a stupid little <laughs> Christ figure. <laughs> it, it should have been called ignorant, idiot ignorant. on space rock. <laughs> yeah, I was. I played the little prince though
1: as a puppet. I was. I was puppeteer. Okay, of the little prince. <laughs> Where? uh in uh london ontario we played we had a, a thing that toured all the schools and and there was a what? Czech puppet maker who what made When was this? Oh this was like in the in the uh 70s before the frantic before the frantic
0: before you were even a sketch guy
1: before i was a sketch guy at all you were a puppeteer i was a puppeteer i started out as a puppeteer
0: does anyone know that I think so. Did the people who hired you for puppets who kill know, know that? <laughs> yeah,
1: they did actually. They they knew they knew they knew me from the puppet world because I was a oh, puppeteer. Really? I was puppeteer for the Muppets. Are you serious? Yeah, in the Jim Henson Hour.
0: I, I didn't know that. Yeah, the real Muppets. Yeah, the real Muppets.
1: No, this was. Uh, oh, his, it was like this a, was his I, his attempt to bring back the Muppets. Early eighties or uh, 70s? it was late eighties. It was just before he died. So it was, oh, uh, after I, the Frantics now. It was after the Frantics, yes. So you uh,
0: never totally ditched puppets. When the Frantics started up... Puppets and sketches always been intertwined with you. Well, here's, here's how I got the job on it. Uh, yeah. uh,
1: the show ran in England. I had I had auditioned after the Frantics. I, someone said you should audition for for the Muppets. And, yeah. and they did a training session before the audition. And Kevin Clash, who is Elmo, uh, ran the training session. So he taught me all about puppetry. Yeah, about the Muppet style of puppetry because I I was just uh, my own style of crappy puppeteer, right? And and uh, so I got my skills up, and then he, uh, then Jim Henson came to town and said he's going to audition me. So I was sat in a room with Jim Henson, and Jim Henson said, "Okay, put this puppet on," and I put the puppet on. And it couldn't get over my big my big forearm, so I could not get the puppet on. So, but we talked for a while. Yeah, he was nice enough, and and he he went away. He had to go to England. He went to England and saw four on the floor, and uh, or it's called the Frantics there. Yeah, yeah. It was a Frantics outside of Canada, and he saw that. And uh, uh, I did a puppet. I did some puppet stuff on uh, that. I, I was uh, Marvin, Marvin the Mole, and
0: oh, I can't remember, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, Marvin the Stardust Mole. I did one about him trying. Boy wants to buy a brown car because he loves he loves brown, the color. of brown.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, is that the I drive a brown car Yeah, well, the town. brown car
1: thing was a callback to Marvin. The Marvin was oh, a too. Yeah, he was. I in that do thing.
0: remember that song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. Yeah. was no, that that was. A was fun Jim song. Henson a magical man? Did you just feel it? He was.
1: He was a. Yeah. He, well, he was a quiet guy. You know, he was one yeah. of those guys. It was, and and he was a guy who. Did he have a hippie soul? He loved. He loved the new technology mm-hmm. and. Did he sort of? Not really. He yeah. was kind of... He was an easygoing guy. He wasn't particularly hippieish, ish uh, although it looked a little hippieish always. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But he would... Uh, uh, I thought he was the thing that uh, no one ever really commented on when, when he died so suddenly was that he was the funniest uh, guy. Like oh, yeah. Just, I, I just thought his choices for every puppet... Were the funniest they could be, I thought Kermit was a a, a really funny choice, yeah, and, and I thought Ralph the dog and just everything he did and for the, everything that Frank Oz did for that matter mm-hmm. was just inspired
0: in terms of comedy so you actually grew up we're getting way off topic, but this is way more interesting, yeah <laughs> you actually grew up, what was it comedy first, or were you just always in in love with puppets and stuff?
1: Well, I loved comedy.
0: Yeah, I and I, I mean, you I, can love both.
1: But yeah, I mean. exactly. I, <laughs> but I, I, I guess the first thing was puppets. I used to, yeah. you know, there were some puppets at the house, and I would get these little plastic puppets and put on shows with them. And and and, uh, and but I would, you know, if you put here them in Toronto, to, oh, just in my house, <laughs> yeah, no, here in Toronto in Tompikoki, yeah,
0: hey, that's where I'm from. You're, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Where you, are you from you, in Tompico? I am from uh, Burnham Thorpe and Kipling area. Yeah. Okay. Close. We're uh, Islington and Anglesey. Okay, okay. There yeah. There. I went to Richview. I went to Michael Power. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I went, but yeah, I went I to grade that. school
1: with uh, Catherine O'Hara. Oh, really? Yeah. She what? was like a a, a a year above me. And, and uh, uh, well, I was in the same grade as her brother Michael.
0: Oh, she wow. Had a big,
1: big family. Uh, and we, we just met
0: her kids. for the first time the other night. She's, uh, I know
1: Kathleen said she was in awe of her. Yeah, that was, was incredible. Saying, yeah. But I'm <laughs> yeah. also an auver. Yeah, But I said, yeah, the first time I, I, I told Kathleen and Kathleen gave me like such a dirty look because I said the uh, first time I, I heard that Kath, uh, that Catherine O'Hara was on a show, I went, oh, she's not so funny. But that was entire. I was, my point was it was just jealousy because I wasn't I was in London, Ontario, not doing anything with my life. Whoa. And I, I kind of turned that jealousy around pretty quickly and said, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to try to
0: do that. Yeah. So, uh what, weren't you doing the puppets in London at that time?
1: I, I was doing I was doing <laughs> kids shows and yeah, and, puppetry yeah. and like the, doing the odd thing. I, and I I I was actually I I I had a I had a band. I was I was Poopy Dan in those days. Really? I occasionally still get called Poopy Dan. <laughs> And it was Holy Poopy God. Dan, and and I I did puppet shows. I I would do a bag stage, which is a puppet stage yeah. that you wear in a backpack frame, and you you do the puppets as so you can walk around with the stage. Whoa! And uh, so I did. I would do a bag stage, and then but I also had a Poopy band. Dan. I had a band. And you were totally po- sober. Yeah, <laughs> fairly <laughs> sober. I had a band called Poopy Dan and His Lunch. Really? Yep.
0: That's so cool.
1: Yeah wow and we did uh we did folk music but we would do yeah. really weird things like just screaming like it was it was screaming was it like punk folk it was kind of punk punk folk folk it, yeah.
0: with like a punk attitude
1: yeah and and uh like i i had a shaved head uh and uh and i would wear a wig so, uh, just at one point in the show, I'd take off the wig
0: and just freak everyone freak out. Freak everybody
1: out because they weren't expecting to see that because nobody had shaved heads, shaved heads at that point.
0: Yeah, wow, that's incredible. Yeah,
1: and then I so then I came to Toronto and and started the, uh, the and I came to Toronto with my puppet show. I was I was I just at my puppet show at, at comedy clubs.
0: Why were you in London uh, aside from the? Were you living there for school? Yeah, I was living or? There. no, I I uh, I was as part of goofing off.
1: I had friends who lived yeah. there. And I had a relationship that ended in Toronto, so I ran away and lived yeah. in London, Ontario. For were your friends for
0: going to like years. Western or anything, or uh, or they were just there?
1: They were just there. I think yeah. they 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 moved there. They got jobs at Labatt's. Some of them, but I never. Oh, knew. there was yeah. a big Labatt's thing there. The Labatt's Brewery was there. I don't okay, know if it's still there? Probably. I don't not. know. I don't probably know. Probably all, everything's brewed in China now. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't Tim Hortons uh, bought it's by dope. China it's now? It's all. It's all. <laughs> Oh, our, all, our, all our Canadian institutions. Um, wow, that's really amazing. I mean, I had no idea. I think that's so cool, all the puppets. And uh, I can't believe you're from Burnham Thorpe and Kipling, too. There's a good fish and chips place right there.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know well, Burnham Thorpe and, and, and Martin Grove. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah.
0: yeah. I used to go there all the time. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: My uh, When I was a kid, we used to get our fish and chips there until uh, there were eight kids in our family, and my dad decided to it would be you know, more economical to, to get the cook-your-own fish yeah. and chips. Which,
0: which were you guys is, sad? They were, oh, my God. They were awful. <laughs> yeah. we go, but these aren't fish and chips. Okay. So let's talk about, like, now you're on your tropical island. Yes. Mostly, but you can walk easily to other environments if yeah. you get the uh, craving for yeah. another yeah, environment. That's right. That's right. So... W- Let's. We'll, I want to get to the food for sure. That's my favorite thing to talk about. But Correct. how many... Okay, so the world is smaller now. How many people population-wise would there be? Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh. You can do anything. You can do anything. It's beautiful. I think... For such a creative guy. Isn't that, this fun?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's fun. <laughs> I think it's fun. The population, I think around a
0: 1,000... Yeah, so that could I could always
1: I've got a terrible memory, so I could always be surprised by people. Yeah, oh, there's someone I haven't seen. People. I'm going to get too bored by people. Yeah, uh, but also you know, for my general circle of friends, I, I would know who I was going to see, and 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 that's that's the that, one thing I missed when I moved away from London, Ontario. Was I yeah. could walk. Downtown, or walk around town and see yeah. people I knew, and 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 say, "Hey, let's go up for I can walk around Toronto and never.
0: Stay. You know, it is probably different now, uh, comparatively to then. Yeah, I bet the, it is. The
1: yeah. downtown London is. It's very. I was. I was there a couple of years ago. It's a. It's a very different place. It was. It's, it was a small town when I was
0: there, and it's not. So it's yeah, but it's also like everybody's is suburban in London now. Yeah, the downtown is sort of a dangerous weird cold zone
1: yeah no i, you know what I, I mean I, it's absolutely true when i was down there it was like there there really wasn't all the all the street life that was there and the yeah. and the folk clubs that i would go to and that seemed to have gone away
0: yeah yeah no i, I was in yuck Yucks there a couple of months ago walking back to the hotel and i saw a guy like uh break a window of a store and kick over a garbage can and then another guy came out of an alley carrying a, a giant flat screen tv on his shoulder and i was like <laughs> okay i'm basically just walking through crime yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah but that's but that's that little area i don't but that's know that's the that's the vibe i got with downtown the but downtown, downtown that, that not was, the there's a bigger whole suburban area that's bigger now like malls yeah and, yeah there's always the
1: suburban malls yeah. and that stuff and that's not but you don't want your, your city to to be like that and yeah like,
0: that's no good okay so you like the coziness of a thousand people yes and uh you'll recognize most they won't it won't be as taxing on your memory yes and uh okay small world now what would your house be like on this tropical island like what would your perfect setup be okay
1: well i'm all i'm always i'm, I'm really guilty of when i travel places i look at someone i always say oh, i could live there right well, that's not so bad i could live there yeah and i i'll look at places that are Worse than my own, and said, Yeah, that's probably not so bad. You know, so, yeah, I, I, I'm sort of, uh, no, and then, you know, if you ever do something like you stay in a hotel for a little while and you get in the first day and say, This is pretty nice. And then you're there for two or three days and go, This is
0: horrible. Yeah. I, it's I, cold in I here. I hope someone kills me. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to be one of those guys? <laughs> <laughs> they find, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so, uh, I don't, uh, okay. Uh,
0: then so what is it then? Yeah. Treehouse. Right? Treehouse. Yeah. With hotel room-like qualities, maybe. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> no, I'd like a treehouse
1: with some <laughs> service. S- staff. I mean, I, this is utopia, right? I just want someone yeah. to clean up after me. Yeah, exactly. I want to be left alone. I want mm-hmm. it to be, you know, Beauty and the Beast staff, uh, you know, where you come into the room and it's all cleaned up. Oh,
0: not, not the cartoon "Beauty be the Beast," the original story. Like it would. They're, they're... You mean the show with uh, Ron Perlman as the Beast? N- no, no I don't. I'm do just joking. No. Do you no, remember no. that?
1: I do remember the late '80s, Ron Perlman and Linda Hamilton. Yeah, that scared yeah.
0: the crap out of me when I was a kid. Well, Ron Perlman without makeup It scared the crap. Yeah, out exactly. Of like, yeah. Why did they put
1: makeup on him? <laughs>
0: Uh, the, for his own ego. The role the role of his life was uh, the caveman in Quest for Fire. Like, Oh, really? Is that how he started? I think so. Because I actually even like him now as he plays Hellboy sometimes. Oh, and I like it. He's funny as Hellboy. Yeah. Really good. But he's, I always think He's of, funny as Hellboy. <laughs> he's funny Just as I Hellboy. There you go. Yeah. I'm sure we've had reviews where people have said that about yeah. us. It's funny as Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he... Yeah. Okay. We going going in a Ron Perlman tangent, but oh, that's great. I'm glad you like Hellboy. Actually. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. No, I like Hellboy.
0: I like <laughs> yeah. I like him in Sons of
1: Anarchy too. You know. He's, yeah. He's a very versatile performer for someone who's so specific looking.
0: I know, and I like like I actually felt emotional like oh they let him. Star in a show without putting things on his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adding to his head. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet, but people have told me Is he
1: in City of Children? You ever seen City of Children? Um That's by the guys who did uh, I don't well, know. Well, the guy one the one guy did Amelie afterwards, which is fine. It's a nice movie, it's really adorable, beautifully done. But but before that they did there were, they, there, were there were these two Belgian Guys, they were co directors. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Junet and Carnot, I think. Yeah. And, and they did Delicatessen, which is a black comedy.
0: Yeah, I, re- I think I remember that. And one. then
1: they did uh, City of Children, which was another really black comedy. Uh,
0: okay. So I haven't seen City of Children, but is that the one where it's got the completely bizarre looking guy on the cover with like a that, weird mechanical yes. hat on or something? Yeah. The, the, those guys
1: used him a lot in the movies. I think he's also in uh, Emily. So oh yeah he's like in their in their circle yeah he's, he looks like uh you know how some, when someone has false teeth and they take them out and their face gets completely flat <laughs> yeah yeah their, their their jaw touches yeah uh, yeah their yeah, nose. He, he looks like that yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: okay i've always looked at the cover of that and been like mm, closer but not yet like <laughs> i haven't fully watched it yet oh
1: yeah city of children mm. I, I i was looking for it the other day and i couldn't find it so you it. recommend it I, oh, I totally recommend it,
0: yeah. So the DVD of City of Children is in this treehouse. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Ready DVD to go. Of,
1: DVD of that and the DVD of... Uh,
0: but mostly so you can scour it for Ron Perlman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Synecdoche, New York, which I like. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I really love that. Oh, who was I talking?
1: Synecdoche. Synecdoche, yeah. Synecdoche, yeah. Because it's a play on the actual location and the word. And the word, yeah.
0: Yeah, the word is, yeah. Means... Uh, One small thing representing the Scott whole. Scott Montgomery, do you know him? No. Oh, okay, he's a super funny, improviser, writer. We were just talking about this movie the other day. I love that movie. Yeah, it's great. It's because it's the it's, little coffin. Yeah, it's
1: it, <laughs> because it's sort of what life is all about. I mean, that like there's 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 a really Im- underlying truth to it that a lot of people don't. Uh, that it's very hard to don't want to make choices all the time well it's no to me it's that because doesn't one moment just folds into another moment just folds into another moment yeah it's it's almost like if you think back on your life and you're imperfectly remembering it because that's the only way you can remember it yeah just you go oh there was this and then there was this and there but there's that you're not filling in all the gaps between them, so it's that's true. What, that's what that was. It was the, the time would just jump forward, and then things yeah. would be. a be, well, girl lived in the smoking house. It's like yeah. it's like taking two ideas you're remembering at once and and putting them together. That's it's true. I thought it did a good job of that.
0: Yeah, that is what happens with your. It's like splotches of memory, basically. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we were talking about it, and I kind of forgot about it. I remember loving it in in the theater when I saw it, but. I think it was Scott who summarized it as, like, it gets to the point where he's trying to recreate or control his life so much that he builds the mini set. Yeah, And then to the point where someone's directing him in his ear. Yeah, yeah. And so there's that aspect of it, too, where it's, like, people um, don't want to be responsible for the choices that they have to make on their own all the time to the point where he's basically getting someone directing him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I missed the... Yeah, yeah. no, I, I... yeah, and but that, the surreal I, aspects of Charlie Kaufman ultimately. Do you, are you a fan of his and another oh, work absolutely, too? Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I thought, uh, I thought the uh, Malkovich, John, John Malkovich, being John Malkovich was amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah, because he can do Malkovich and Synecdoche, New York, and and an uh, adaptation and stuff like that. Yeah, which makes you feel like you're on this bizarre, surreal ride. But he's, which I liked about adaptation is he sort of is illustrating like. Hey, I'm still hitting all the beats that Robert McKee tells you to yeah, hit yeah, yeah, yeah. in the story arc, right? But well, I but it, you just can't can't tell that much because it's
1: insane. Because it's insane. But when it, once he start hits hitting the beats, that's when the, that's when it goes insane. It's yeah. all quite rational before that. And yeah. then it starts hitting the beats and goes insane. And that's the that's sort of an interesting statement. Right. I, I hate Robert McKee. I yeah. re- I really loathe him. I loathe Anybody who's learned anything from him. Yeah. I I loathe everybody else who's put out a book explaining how to write a film.
0: This is very interesting.
1: Because – and I've never – this is not me – I'm glad to hear this is what I mean. Yeah, Yeah. this is not me saying I've written successful films. I'm just saying that these people who've written these books look at successful films and and create rules. And then everybody writing films – now is following those rules, and everybody who's not writing films, all the executives have read those books, and they know what the rules are but here's yeah. here's how Preston Sturgis used to write films, yeah, he would say. I never know what's going to happen next because I figure if I'm mm-hmm. surprised, the audience will be too. We have the box set here
0: of Preston, Sturges. Preston Sturges. he's yeah. amazing. He's, he's brilliant. Yeah, and then like, now everybody tries to imitate him, yeah. but it's the magic's gone because the, the, yes, they're exactly, just filling he, in these little beats that he kind of created on his own. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. And the, I, you, know, you look at a, a
1: movie like Goodfellas that breaks all the rules Yeah, and, and Martin Scorsese doesn't make those kind of movies anymore because everybody knows that's not how you make movies. So
0: you must love, uh, Louie then.
1: Yeah. Well, that's exactly, that's exactly it. When you, when you go to, in order to go to really good stuff these days, it's not films anymore. It's just not, there just aren't very many good films. It's TV shows. Ta- Cause TV yeah. shows don't have a, like the structure, the, uh, imposed structure is gone. So yeah. Breaking Bad figures out how to do all these one hour stories mm-hmm. in ways that, Make sense to it, and 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 that's not the same way that a show like The Fall will do it, and that's you know that's what yeah. that's what's great. That's why TV is great right now.
0: Yeah, it's more exciting because um, they're also giving like an extra length with the, you know, you can make one whole series an arc. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, movies are still pumping out this like Save the Cat style formula yeah, for an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly, and. Yeah yeah it, it becomes a sort of like fill in the the uh what is, what's the expression fill in the blanks
1: yeah i guess so yes like but add the, character it, shows it, up your, here have a big change by, by, yeah. by, by around 20 uh, percent of the way into your movie you know you have a reversal at, at at the uh 45 minute mark and whatever whatever nonsense it is yeah uh you know, there's just some movies that you look at some movies and they're, they're, they are they're completely surprise you. you yeah. Say, I didn't know. Well, look at, at Psycho. You know, you're following one person for the first third of the movie. Yeah. And then she dies and you're following her killer. Yeah. And and then you're following someone else who's come to find her. Like it, 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 it didn't have any rules. It it yeah. it, it did gave you changes when the story needed changes. Yeah, you're just it, this
0: person watching a moment unfold. Yeah, in yeah. time instead of yeah living vicariously through the hero or something. Yeah, I love that. I like um, <clears throat> yeah, I like breaking the rules and I like abstract stuff and surreal stuff yeah. mixed in with playing it straight and reality and stuff. Yeah, but it's so funny because as a younger comedian that's trying to build his own projects too. You can't just start there. You no. have to earn le- uh, people allowing you to take those risks. Right. Or you don't and then you get a fan base but it's a lot harder. You right. Exactly. Mean? Exactly. It's 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 the hard it's a hard route
1: to go. You know, on the other yeah. hand, if you just sell out and do the stuff that's expected, you might get the job but you'll be so used to doing the Crappy stuff. It'll be hard to change gears and say, "Now I want to do good stuff." It'll be really hard to do it because <laughs> it takes over. Like I, I I've worked on some, uh, uh, like say, I worked on Little Mosque as a writer, uh, and that show is what it is. It's a very middle of the road show, and I and I was good at writing that show. But right. when I left that show, I said, I'll write my own project. And I would go, oh, that's not so good. Like, it it took its toll. Yeah. and like I, I really had to uh, bang my head against the wall for a year to get that out of my
0: head. Well, as a stand-up, I do certain yucks gigs Yeah, where it's a broad, non-comedy savvy audience. And yeah, over the years, I've learned a few tricks how to... Uh, what kind of stuff they would like for me to survive and me still feel a bit dignified yeah but I'm still compromised a bit yeah it takes it takes a time. and then we'll, when I'm sitting in front of the computer trying to write the new stuff I'm like no don't second guess your gut because you're thinking of those people well i
1: we, you know it was go, a conversation
0: uh, just yesterday with some some writers
1: or some but they who we were talking about their uh, com- comedy gigs where they were working in in sketch and and where you could pimp the scene a little.
0: I feel like I know who you're talking about.
1: And, and by by <laughs> laughing, laughing as if someone surprised oh. you with the line they're saying, right? And they justified it because the first time they heard it, they they laughed. Next Actually,
0: Kathleen brought this up over dinner last night. Yeah, yeah, at the corpse scene. And I, and I and I was and
1: I I was thinking. And I, I was coming in as a purist. Was I was? No, you can't do that. But yeah. it's not just as a purist. Not just. It's it's also because that takes a toll on you. That turns you into the person that does that.
0: Yeah, uh, pandering.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. And and it, it takes away some honesty. And it, because I find the interesting thing, if you're doing a show night after night after night,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and sometimes the first time you do, it, it's really funny, and then the second and third time aren't funny and yeah. sometimes it takes a long time but if you really work on it you can find a way to make it funny again a new right. way to make it funny even after months or a year you know
0: Well, you could like if you've got the beats there you could just always punch up smaller aspects in the beats yeah right but you still hit that those beats yeah well brian and i when we were the Gerg, we got to a point where we really liked improvising more than writing a fully fleshed out sketch right so we'd reach we'd we knew what beats we were going to hit as these characters um but but there we would enjoy the journey on the way there too yeah. like in yeah, front of yeah. the audience and so sometimes we would crack each other up yeah but it was different like you know i w- we wouldn't want to laugh but we'd break a little bit yeah and just keep moving on because we were but uh, we were surprising each other but I do remember any time it was a weird joke, you would almost catch yourself being like – almost feeling like it's necessary to go to the audience like, look, guys, we're having fun too. Yeah, yeah. And then you do feel cheap like it's pandering. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, 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 I only – can be critical of it because I've certainly been tempted by that apple. You yeah. Know? And I and I know well, you're getting i getting paid for a gig I know I've or done it once or twice in my life too. But yeah, you yeah. know, and, and I sort of had to be told that that's cheap. And I go, okay. So I took that lesson to heart.
0: Okay, know? so if there's any corpsing in this world, they're executed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in your that's perfect right. utopian Absolutely. world. Death to corpses. Well, we digressed for so long, but we talked <laughs> about stuff that I love, so I'm very happy about that. Okay, good. Yeah. Abstract, surreal and Breaking the rules of film, all beautiful. Okay. So, um, and we uh, agree on a lot. That's very nice. So, okay. Maybe can, there can is... I, can I pause this to urinate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll be back. They won't even know. <laughs> okay, good. We're back in action. Yeah. Okay. So, we've, been, uh, we've digressed a lot, but it's because we're talking about things that are really cool. Yeah. So, I just want to uh, summarize what we have established so far. Right. Small world. Thousand people. Yep. Just cozy. Right. You're always on a tropical island unless you decide to walk to a different environment, switch it up. Right. Like a blizzard to ride your fat bike in. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I feel like riding my fat bike through a blizzard. Through a blizzard. Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> I wouldn't want to live in a world where you couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that. Okay. And then uh, treehouse, yep. maid service. Yes. Or like Beauty and the Beast service. Yeah, but like a, like a Robinson Crusoe treehouse with all sorts of different you know rooms you can go to. Yeah, yeah. Wi Fi. Yeah, <laughs> Wi Fi. Yeah. Robinson Crusoe. They had Wi Fi, right? I haven't read it, but <laughs> <laughs> so um, we haven't. Uh, oh, a Swiss Family Robinson. That's it. Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah. Unreadable book.
1: But, Is it? Oh, it's awful. Robinson Crusoe. Do you know what? He was a slave trader. Oh, just, crap! You know the, the guy was slave trading, and, the, and then and uh, that's it. They just mention that, and then he gets he, he, he lands there.
0: There's so many old classics like
1: that. It did, didn't work out for him. They just put sort of passed that off. I was going to be slave trade. I wanted to make some money. Yeah, and then it didn't work out for him. But that, but they
0: could have put anything in the book. He yeah, didn't. and the moral, uh, the, the thing of the book is, oh, too bad it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> boy, he had a bad sympathy for there. the slave yeah. trader. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, uh, yeah. So he's Robinson Crusoe's. Shipwrecked. Yes. Swiss Family Robinson. Mm-hmm. Shipwrecked, too. but That's the, why they kind of get... I think they took the name Swiss Family
1: Robinson right. like, to remind you of Robinson Crusoe.
0: Oh, it's a... Oh, yeah. maybe almost... Well,
1: but these built, days the
0: author would be like, it's a homage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, And we'd be like, yeah, right, Shia, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> you know about that? No, what... Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. He got busted. His whole... He made a short movie that was exactly like a Daniel Close uh, comic. Yeah, yeah. Anyways... Okay, so yeah, Robin, Swiss Family Robinson. There's um, probably a robot butler um, made yeah. out of bamboo. Absolutely, absolutely. I would, yeah. I would have. Uh, Is there a monkey that puts a hat on you before you go out? Or?
1: I, I, I would have the professor from Gilligan's Island. I, oh yeah. Making my stuff, I wouldn't want to see the man. But
0: uh, <laughs> Just yell into a hole, professor. And while I'm
1: while I'm yeah. at it, uh, perhaps uh, Mary, uh, Mary Anne from Gilligan's Island, will be around somewhere.
0: Yeah. They're just. It's your utopia. You could have a hundred Mariannes all excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you are you are married? Right. I am married with yes. kids. I am married with kids. I got, but my kids are like grown ups. Now. They're, not, they're, not they're not. They're near not. They're not on this kids, island. Kids. No, but they're not on this island.
1: Well, what? <laughs> In my utopia. Well, I was actually just thinking that. I was thinking, oh, well, I got a dirty utopia with Marianne on it. But I think I'd, would I would you. I kind of would rather have my wife. Oh, okay. Around there, yeah. Well,
0: you can always have your wife, and then she's not going to listen to this. And it's then, like it's
1: like something happening in your dreams. Yeah, something ha- it happened. What are you going to be jealous of a dream? Yeah,
0: but who are you looking at? I'm looking at Marianne. It's Marianne. But you
1: know what? I probably <laughs> would just have my wife and no Mary. And here's the thing: in my dreams, if if I if I'm going to have sex in a dream, I just feel really guilty. I just feel, and it just wrecks it. And my, my my dream sex, it absolutely doesn't happen because I'm
0: I'm in my dream. Most, feeling sexy. Someone else was saying that guilt. the other day. Yeah. They're about to have. Uh, oh, I was a comedy friend of mine. She she was saying she's about to have sex in a dream sometimes, and then she wakes up because uh, her char- her character herself in the dream is like, no, no, I can't. Yeah. And then she'll wake up being like, good. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat. In yeah. The, yeah.
1: And it's not cheating.
0: Okay. So your wife is there. You're Now you're saying no, Marianne. I'm no still Marianne. saying she could walk by. I don't know. <laughs> she could walk by. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. Bamboo robot. That's my suggestion. Yeah, but no, whatever. That, that helps. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. You, it, robots in the future, sure. But if we can get a splinter uh, from them, it'll make us feel more civilized still, maybe. I don't yeah, know. yeah um what else should we do let's go into something
1: well you know that there is not going to turn into a terminator situation if the if the robots are easily broken exactly thing. yeah
0: yeah that's what i mean there's keep the humanity like if yeah. we can get a sliver then we think okay as soon as they start trying to herd us into a meat grinder we can light them on fire that's right that's, <laughs> right, that's right That's right. yeah throw a match and you're fine what about uh so now we're coming back because this is what sparked me in the first place you're talking about the fish and chips what kind of food would there be
1: uh, I think there would be one of those, uh, Star Trek food replicators. Oh yeah. Cause I, uh, uh, I, in this wooden tree house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it would be like a, the front of it would be bamboo. <laughs> yeah. It would have a bamboo <laughs> facade, <laughs> but it would be like one of those things cause it would give you, you know, you can, you can't, you can't eat too many calories, uh, in, uh, in Star Trek. Yeah. It gives you food, and the food, whatever kind of food you have, it's got the correct number of calories for the day for you. That's Are you what,
0: serious? Yeah, that's what they. Yeah. They
1: brought that up on Star Trek.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The new one or the next it was generation? The next generation. That for you sure, got, yeah. next generation. Yeah. They would never get that. They would never explain that much in the
1: original. Well, there was a weird thing where that's the kind of food they got, and the person who ran the cafeteria was Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. So why did you need anyone to run the cafeteria when it's this machine that makes any kind of food you can think of? I didn't watch Next
0: Generation as much. I thought she was some sort of weird, wise oracle. That was the other thing about that. I'm if, only saying weird if, because of her hat. If anybody was wise <laughs> or
1: otherworldly... <laughs> They were always African American. It was like, oh, she's yeah. an alien. Yes, she's uh, wears a funny hat and she's African American. Oh, yeah. okay. Or and like
0: other races. Hey, hey, hey! She's wise. All right, take it easy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were always trying to. Um, yeah, well, it's nice. Gene Roddenberry was all about everyone can be wise. I don't know. Sounds so terrible. But uh, yeah, I feel like in the original Star Trek. Um, they wouldn't even the scripts wouldn't have like explanations of anything normal on the ship like how that would work like they wouldn't explain anything. They'd, oh yeah, they wouldn't yeah, there was no Kirk they, would just be like I ate two burgers today, let's go fight. That's right. You <laughs> that's know right. like yeah.
1: Yeah, they but the second one they would do they 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 upped it with the food replicator and the and the holodeck.
0: Yeah. Which is nice. It's nice to have a holodeck. I mean,
1: come yeah. on. Yeah. Everybody would just be in there having sex all the time. Yeah. Well, can you holodeck people? Everything, everything on the holodeck seemed to have texture. I mean, yeah. It wasn't like people were putting their hands through each other saying, oops, all right. But they were they were walking through 1940s yeah. America. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Just take a breather. There'd be sex. There'd be sex. Yeah. It'd be... <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I disappeared into, like, picturing it too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my holodeck sex. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, be right out we're living People
0: a- knocking on the holodeck door Be right out But I don't need a holodeck Because this Essentially this is my YouTube No, page. you can do whatever what you, you want It's my holodeck Yeah, and if you're that Hop's going to jump away From any environment And also um, Your wife is there anyway So you're not yeah. going to Whatever you get, you I, go, I go to the holodeck <laughs> To cheat on my wife
1: In this fantasy world That I had to bring my wife to Because I felt guilty About Mary Oh um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the food simulator, or the food... No, it doesn't simulate it. It just makes it out of thin air. Yeah. yeah. Like the food appeared like how... Um, there would, there'd be a machine. transporter would make yeah, you appear. Yeah,
1: this machine would make... Uh, you should say, I feel like some chocolate ice cream. Here you go. But it would have the proper nutritional balance for the day. And, and Chocolate ice cream? Yeah, they,
0: all this stuff, yeah. Yeah, nice. So if you... Uh, if, I'm still I got distracted because I felt like when I said Gene Roddenberry said, "Anyone can be wise." Did that sound racist? <laughs> no, I was actually a proponent for Gene Roddenberry. It was actually the Nazi salute when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of seldom. Yeah, effect. see, they can't see. Okay. Um, people listening at home, this is the 21st episode, but you can't ever tell, but my arm is in a salute the whole time I do the <laughs> podcast. It's just something I was born and raised. No, actually, um, weirdly enough. Kathleen and I watched a Louis Thoreau documentary recently. Uh, do you know about him? I don't think so, no. Really neat um, he, uh, documentarian from Br- Britain. Does them for the BBC. Actually, my friend Nathan Fielder got me into them. Oh, yeah. Because cause Louis a fan of Nathan. Cause I've, I don't know if you've seen Nathan show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really almost... There are aspects of documentarian, like, risky bit stuff that... Nathan does there with real people, right? Like he You're puts right. them in these positions, and so, anyways, the documentary we were watching. Why am I taking it this direction? But it was about Nazis. He goes, I just can't believe the balls of this guy, like going into like this, like California Nazi area, and trying to ex- get them to explain wh- where their hate comes from, yeah, yeah, and why they find it so necessary to be like that. I guess I shouldn't have taken it this way because it's not that funny. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. and it's also proving that I am out not racist because I watched yeah, yeah. a documentary about real racists. But no, the I, balls. Know, I, I
1: know you're not racist, because yeah.
0: you cry at racism.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you see it, it's just there's it a little tear that goes down your cheek.
0: Oh, I take all my clothes off, I go under a blanket. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> no, but like I was just it's just because we watched it like basically last night. But the God, could you imagine like going That sounds like it wasn't last night. What? you said it was basically last night.
1: <laughs> Sounds like yeah, technically it was a year and a half ago. But it, it might have was been basically
0: a- last night. That's it might be- have been after midnight. That's why I'm not <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. I was like right when the clock struck midnight, I was like, watch this. Okay. I, I was wondering why you were why you were modifying last night. Oh, That's my God. All. Anyone who knows me um, <laughs> knows that it's funny that I digress to admit that I'm not racist. Okay. Okay. Um, So we're not in our... Nothing's racist in this planet. (laughs) No. No. Because we're we're all the correct race. (laughs) Yeah. You're just making it worse. There's honestly some comedians that I don't want to have on this show. Oh, they would say that? Because I don't know what they would say. But I don't want them to say, my utopia is like, no honk. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, Jesus. Yeah. And lots of honk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No,
1: I get it. I, uh, you know what I was thinking? Actually, I was actually thinking about this today. I was thinking I would not want to live in a world without lots of little kids. Yeah, I'd I'd rather. Be, I'm listening. I'd rather be woken up from a nap <laughs> by kids playing than 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 live in a world that didn't have little kids. I I, I it's it's important to me. That, I feel
0: like this podcast is getting worse now. Oh really? No. Where are these kids playing? I don't know. They can run around and play. They well, can... where the hell are you having a nap? They're not playing where you're napping, are they? They're outside the window <laughs> playing. They're not playing in the bed. No, they're just little Wake kids Wake up, playing.
1: man! <laughs> <laughs> I like little kids. That's, 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 but my point is, I like little kids.
0: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I'm just joking. That's very nice because the, 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 used to the, the sound kids. of laughter.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just and yeah. kids
0: playing. Yeah. On an island. That'll be fine. And you've got the ocean breeze going through your window while you're having this nap for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> That's very nice. That's I'll, a nice sentiment. I'll
1: add to my thousand uh,
0: adults uh, a thousand kids. Yeah. Just running around. That's very nice. And all of them are... Uh, they're, none of them are brats or... <laughs> Well, I
1: think that you know everybody's a brat to a certain extent,
0: right? Sure. There's right. There's got to be some bratishness, so that's yeah. kind of fun. Okay, so you still keep that vibe alive. No one's yeah. medicated heavily or anything. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no one's being treated for their ADD because it's a perfect ADD world. To, you know, this that'd be like it's lots of fun, fun stuff. Yeah, you might yeah. To do stuff. Be hyperactive.
0: I think I was mis or not diagnosed uh, as ADD when I should have been when I was a kid. Yeah, or I'm, I was just a kid. I'm not sure. I was diagnosed as ADD as an adult. Really? Yeah. Recently? Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, I think something's wrong with me for real. <laughs> well, you know what? It's uh, uh, I actually
1: uh, take very small dosage of of uh, uh, medication.
0: Oh, that's good. Dexedrine,
1: and, and uh, how do you feel now? It's
0: different it, it helps it, it, it kind of helps it helps me just sort of to focus a little, to start my day when I'm writing comedy, when I'm deep into it, I have to be blasting like loud music in my ears, right, right, because that will keep me focused. yeah if I'm staring at the computer if the computer screen or a piece of paper without any other stimulation, I uh, can't focus. I get too distracted well. Uh, what's that doctor? <laughs> yeah. You should, you should maybe go to somebody you know, if 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 might, might help. it's it's kind of
1: cool. I I I recommend it. Yeah. And uh the thing is like dextrin's like a speed, mm-hmm. but I have no attraction. If I, if I if I if I think of a drug that I would be attracted to mm-hmm. abuse, it would never be cocaine or speed or anything no. like that. I the, I I I like a good depressant. I yeah. like uh alcohol or I like you know, I like something that just you know makes me feel goofy. Those those are those are the fun ones. So I have, I have speed or something that really makes you hyper. I am yeah. not drawn to. So this focuses me, but there's no temptation to abuse it.
0: Nice, sounds good. Yeah, I always tell people I can't do cocaine and stuff like that, stimulants like that, because high blood pressure runs in my family. Oh, there's that. I don't want to do drugs that make my heart go crazy. Well and then thinking oh just yesterday i ate chips yeah yeah (laughs) i'm dead i'm toast okay so nice everyone's kids are running around everyone's well adjusted we don't need drugs add you can do anything you want yep um this is very nice food machine is giving you anything you want and it's monitoring the calorie intake yes so you're not going overboard which is something i could use here what else what kind of entertainment would be there uh basically you you've already taught... well i guess um charlie kaufman movies
1: yeah we got my I got i got uh i've got that thing that i i kind of thought the internet would be or i thought the m- movie network would be yeah. where it has every movie ever made all that's all i want i want to say you know what movie i want to see and just click it and find it i go looking for movies i go that's not even that's not even out there i can't even get now, Ishtar, Ishtar has shown up again because I like it, the movie Ishtar, but Ishtar.
0: Do you like it? Oh, the Ishtar, yeah. Terrific movie. Because I was a kid when it came out, so all I remember was it getting murdered by it critics. Got, it got murdered. I, but, but, but I did see a thing recently where they were like, go watch Ishtar again. It's misunderstood or something. If you watch Ishtar, yeah. the first hour
1: of it's really funny. Yeah. Really hilarious. The last... Uh, half hour of it's good. It's, it's a movie with, with with a disappointing second act and then an anti-climax. Yeah. But that's not the worst sin in the world. No. It's, you know, like, I know Ishtar, I was talking to Bob Martin about this, and he yeah. totally... Totally agree. Ishtar is like the, the great un, unappreciated film. You know what other film you can't see? The Heartbreak Kid, the the, the original, the the real Heartbreak Kid, the Elaine May movie because she also did Ishtar. She did the Heartbreak Kid with Charles Grodin.
0: Uh, really,
1: and it's it's a great. It's not just a good movie. It's a great movie.
0: Well, I actually do worry about this is because yeah, video stores are gone. Um, couture video stores are pretty much almost all gone. There are yeah. some left here in Toronto. Um, but yeah. So now they want us to do Netflix and yeah. and all these services, and they don't carry everything. It just makes no. And even yeah, like now, how are people going to discover these artsier films or these films that took risks, like in the seventies or like French or New Jacques, Wave or, Jacques Tati films? Or, yeah, you know, like they, there's just just things that were. Well, like, I don't think our society right now even has patience for Jacques Tati. There are people that can seek them out but it's almost like you know and they and they enjoy it they they understand why it's like good or whatever but it almost seems like our society doesn't allow us to be patient to watch something with that well there's that i mean that pacing there. and that you know without it you know yeah i know isn't it's that, that weird yeah it is it's 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 a loss it's a loss for us but yeah so I, it is true like if you do want to seek it out where do you find it if like You'll find even it on my video, island yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for helping me bring it back. You can find it on my island, Chris. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it's there. It's there for sure. Yeah, you basically have a Criterion Collection DVD collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On your bamboo wall, that's and, awesome. And you know some some uh, well modern, modern
1: romance, the Albert Brooks film that sort that of. Her, yeah. I've
0: never seen it. Oh, it's it's. I never got into Albert great. Brooks, even though everyone's like. In the 70s, he was the best or whatever, or 80s. But by not getting into him, you mean you saw his stuff and didn't care for it? No, no, I haven't even seen it. Oh, okay. For yeah. the most part. Yeah. I mean, I saw his shorts when I'd see a rerun of the SNL, but that's oh, it. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, uh, the, the, he's got a lot of stuff that's really, really worth watching right okay. now, right up to Defending Your Life. Defending Your Life was his most uh, sort of, the the, the uh, his commercial one, and some people said, oh, it's no good, mm-hmm. but I thought it was really great. But... Uh, modern romance which was the most uncommercial and, and unstructured movie was just hilarious and
0: so well. even if you look for like a bit torrent of it probably not you know what i'm do you know what that maybe is? Do you, you know could is? maybe you could find that mm-hmm. uh, of
1: of the, that
0: my, modern romance i i i wonder if i like have a vhs or sometimes or my like somewhere. <laughs> actually now that i think about it sometimes when you're looking for something that obscure Cinephiles will sneakily upload it on the YouTube or something. Yeah, yeah, right. But then you're kind of watching a almost like VHS to digital transfer. Yeah, on a well, the look on of a very of, look pixelated of screen was never particularly good. Right, it was done fairly
1: cheaply, although it's 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 yeah, it's brilliantly funny.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. I'll check it out. Thanks yeah. for the see, recommendation. See if you can find that yeah, we okay, so we've. We've built a kind of neat little world, 1,000 people, yep. adults, 1,000 children, yep. running and playing all the time, just so for the benefit of your nap. Yep. <laughs> uh, tropical Island, small planet. You can go to other places. Treehouse with a bamboo butler um, yep. robot. Food machine from like Star Trek that gives you the, anything you want but moderates your calories yep. intake. Marianne in the holodeck. Marianne in the holodeck. <laughs> just, yeah, just always slightly out of uh, sight of your wife. because yeah, yeah. guys are hanging around. <laughs> and uh, Criterion Collection DVDs on the wall. I think we we have a few more things we could talk about, um, but also we're over, just over an hour. Okay. Well, you, it's your show. you would be to a, the other roles. Let's take a sec. T- it, we could wrap it up, but there is there anything that you want to add just uh that you've been thinking about that didn't i didn't ask you about yet it didn't make it to my to my world not yet yeah um
1: yeah no, i guess i'd have some books books that'd be good yeah so good
0: we were talking about don juan earlier yeah i I, I like the classics i
1: i yeah i i like i like 19th century stuff i got a lot I'm reading a lot yeah. of 19th century stuff me and I, too read the uh I like poets so that read the and those uh poets from that time who are your favorites uh I you know who i love is uh, uh Mr Browning Robert Browning oh i don't uh, know him uh, yeah he like he's he wrote the Pied piper and he he just would do his 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 his, his uh, poems would be character studies uh and some of them are pretty funny and some of them are pretty smart so yeah so i i i like i like Browning i like and Coleridge uh I think is is great. My He's my favorite opium addict.
0: Oh, yeah. If I had to
1: choose just one,
0: <laughs> and thankfully I don't. Back then, those guys, it's not as uh, uptight as it was, is now. Not at all. No. Yeah. It's so hard to find opium these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also be respected uh, while doing it. Yeah. You like the romantics? Romantic, yeah. I well, I
1: guess you know, Coleridge certainly fits into the romantic, and the yeah. early Wordsworth was was uh, was pretty great. Before,
0: wow, you know, Wordsworth enough to know early versus later. Well,
1: yeah, that's pretty good. Basically, if you know the poem, it's probably early because he, he became he became the poet laureate and just wrote these sprawling poems. Oh yeah, and, he, and they just got bigger and bigger, and they were very. He be like his. He became he was he was uh, very. Um, Prolific man, so they, yeah. They, they, most of his later stuff. If you ever see the the collected works of him, it's this massive volume, and it's the later stuff. that just goes on and on. You, I don't know what he's talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah. But are like, is it sort of like? The sort of self-indulgent artsy thing, though, where you can enjoy snippets of this long mess, or is it just all? No- who cares? Yeah,
1: I mean, I haven't gotten into it enough to oh, really okay. judge that the the later stuff. But uh, and I yeah, I guess there's some some exerted stuff. But the when you like, if you know, you, when read, you're if you read the best like, of his stuff, it's generally the early stuff.
0: You know, when you're justifying like a long meandering book or a long indulgent yeah movie, you're like, it's not about. It's the journey, not the, you know, you take snippets. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, no, it's just shitty. It's just <laughs> shitty, yeah. yeah. But, there, but there's, there's some people, like Browning wrote a
1: thing called The Ring in the Book, which I really enjoyed. And it's yeah. this ridiculously long uh, uh, book poem. Uh, it's, you know, crazy... Twenty cantos, and each one's like a thousand lines of iambic pentameter, and it's, it's oh, and it's really hard. And, and Browning could be really hard to follow if he got he got off on a track. But then some there's just brilliant moments of character in there that really made me laugh. Um, yeah, so I sort of always forgave Browning.
0: Nice, I got to check him out. Yeah, with me with poetry, especially the old stuff, because I get so excited by art sometimes, like. I will start, like, say, I will even just try to start a William Blake poem or something. Then one really neat metaphor... Gets me excited, yeah, and then yeah. I can't sit and read the rest. I'm like, "Oh, that was awesome! Okay, well, let's go!" And then I go to an Indian restaurant or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, know what I mean?
1: Like, <laughs> it's really hard if, as, as uh, being an ADD guy. Yeah. And you sit down to a long poem, and you just sort of see these stanza after stanza stretching into infinity, and then you you get to the, there's this, you read the first stanza. And you realize, I didn't quite get that. So you have to reread the first stanza. Yeah, you go, oh, and if you reread the first stanza a third time, you've got it. And you can move on to the second stanza. You go, oh, my God, this thing's going on forever. Yeah. But it's kind of...
0: Well, that's even like with Don Ju-on right now is like... Oh, yeah. You can read it fast and you get the story of what's happening. But if you really sit in each um, section, you read... All the story that's not being said, yeah, that's being implied, and it's so rich. Yeah, yeah. No, so he, like, yeah. I mean, the good poet
1: like that, you, you can, it you, you, you really sort of Lord Byron, yeah, lets, yeah. let's you, you. You want to do a close reading, and and it's funny. Yeah, sometimes I, because I like writing uh, uh, metrical verse too, so I oh really I, I will I will tear it apart for the scansion and like to figure out exactly what they're doing and how
0: oh wow yeah i've thought about the idea of maybe learning how to do that that's as close as i've, I've ever gotten i've got some good books for you
1: oh really if you are at all last time i gave someone these books they went oh thanks i could tell there there were those books were going to be put in the bottom of a drawer but if you're yeah. at all cu- curious like there's uh there's some really good books on it, stephen fry has written uh, a really great book called i'm a huge fan of stephen fry wrote a book called the ode less traveled yeah uh which is about just uh, just tearing apart poetry and just some early exercises in how to write poetry. Yeah. And
0: uh, he actually got to play Oscar Wilde in a movie he which did, we were yeah. talking Wilde is probably most definitely influenced by Byron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this turning into a really pretentious <laughs> Yeah, I think
1: it's well it's I I do know that when when <laughs> there's someone in the room and I'm talking about this shit, the eyes tend to glaze over. Yeah, so, yeah. So uh,
0: I'm just actually interested for real. Yeah, and I, then yes, also exactly. we're getting this down for posterity. Now everybody can know this about Dan Redican. Yeah, it, this that's the. I think it's really cool. You love puppets and poetry.
1: This, you know, what nice this is a nice uh, late night podcast because it starts off yeah. kind of interesting, but by the end you can sort of drop off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. People. Don't listen to this episode while you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are, or you're toast. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: and now I'm going to explain the difference between an, an I am and a
0: troquet. i <laughs> 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 <It's a> Car <laughs> crash pile up on the highway. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so lots of books, lots of poetry, and anything else you can think of on this uh, magical utopian island of yours. No. No, I can't think of. I mean, I probably could think of more. It space. sounds like a very nice place. Yeah, we yeah. could think of
1: stuff forever. Yeah, but exactly. I, mean, it's, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Right now, I'm ready to settle down for a while. After a while, I might want to find some you know restaurants on my island. But right now, I'm
0: pretty right. happy because the food machine doesn't have the uh, atmosphere. Yeah, of like a nice. Yeah, and well,
1: this isn't doesn't have any city life. It I like I, I do like city life.
0: So yeah, that might that my... so that's probably like a kilometer walk away, right? Yeah, or exactly. a fat bike ride.
1: Yeah, or yeah. short short.
0: Uh, uh, jet rocket ride to the the nearby planet. See exactly. Take yeah. a jet. That's where. Yeah, there's jet rocket rides. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the kitty ones. That, you know, that just uh, sat on a stand. Yeah, like at like the a mall rocket
1: chip, and you sit in it. That just takes off.
0: That'd be great. Another planet. And it's so fast that you don't need to worry about can I breathe or not. Yeah, you just get to the planet. <laughs> yeah. Did I breathe? It doesn't matter. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <A> terraformed Mars. <laughs> okay i like that did you have a lot of fun i did thank you very much no problem thanks for coming on and uh everybody listening check out sunnyside anything else you want to say about sunnyside before we go
1: uh watch sunnyside it's really good that's all i can say
0: (laughs) it it is really good and thanks again so much for coming on thank you okay that's it okay and that was episode 21 with dan redican and thanks so much dan for coming on it was so much fun Having you here, uh, drinking tea, and uh, just learning all about um, everything that you talked about. <laughs> um, poetry, puppets, all the peas You uh, covered all the peas. It's very nice to have you guys. Follow Dan uh, to get all the updates um, on Twitter, at Dan Redican. Just simply his name, at Dan Redican. And check out Sunnyside, the new sketch show, the new Canadian sketch show on City TV, um, starring... My wife, Kathleen Phillips, and uh, also amazing Canadian comedian for decades, just doing a Pat Thornton, uh, is also one of the main stars on it, plus a plethora of other great improvisers and actors, and also the voice of Norm Macdonald as a whole in the city street that everyone talks to. It's really cool. It's a really fun show, so go check it out. Um and yeah that's on city tv i'm chris Locke. that was a really fun episode for me so thanks for listening again episode 21 follow us at utopia to me on twitter um we just got over 200 followers now and yeah we're new and you know twitter's not as hot anymore but tell people about it man follow us get updates and uh, just make me feel better about myself. I know we got a lot of subscribers now. and It's really awesome. Lots of downloads. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Keep spreading the word. And follow me, at Chris um, at on Twitter. And I'll let you know more about my stand-up and all that stuff that's coming up. And you guys are awesome. So enjoy your life. Uh, take off your robe now. Get into bed. Or uh, if you're driving, take off your robe and pull over to the gas station and uh, get some chips. You know what I mean? You know what? take it easy out there it's a it's a hard life when you're uh, when you when all you've got is a robe so you know what work hard save up buy a suit i should have ended this earlier but anyways no matter who you are out there buy a suit stop hanging out in your robe okay thanks so much for listening guys enjoy your life